everybody. Welcome to the Cutaway Podcast. My name is Leighton Wilson, and as always, I'm joined by Phil. Phil, how are you? I'm doing surprisingly well. I got to see a movie this weekend that I thought would just ruthlessly kill me with its depressing values, but I was positively surprised in the recent movie we watched, Indiana Jones. Well, you know, um, I think I was, I, I was neither surprised. I was... I, I was more disappointed than surprised, and okay. and I think I was kind of surprised by that because I didn't really buy into the into the discourse around this movie. You know, it premiered at Cannes, or Can or Con. I, you know, I'll never please anybody with how I say it. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, it premiered there with sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and I think we all know why. I don't think that you show the crowd at Can, um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and I don't think that you expect them to love it. Okay, so so even with that score. My mind was open, and and that's the thing. There was a lot of judgment around this movie in the first place, with just people making up their minds. You know, you knew about the you know the leaks and shit, and people did not like those leaks, which didn't really turn out to be true. Yeah, thank God, because I mean, if those turned out to be true, we would have been in another terrible scenario. Yeah, and you know, some people think we're in that terrible scenario, but we really aren't. You know, I think that this movie is serviceable. It currently has a 68% on the critic score for Rotten Tomatoes and an 88% for audience. So, you know, people people are liking this movie. Yeah, I'm surprised people like it that much, honestly. I really? mean, I liked it to a point. 88, I think it's a little bit high, to be honest. Well, you know, um, I think it just goes to show that maybe not everybody's loving this movie, but people are just liking it. And even mm-hmm. that, I, I do hear some people are loving it, uh, which kind of baffles me because I was... Ultimately frustrated, but uh, sadly, I'll, I'll have to talk about my frustrations mostly in the spoiler section, so let's let's give it a second on that, because first we just want to give you folks who um, haven't seen the movie, you know, a little review, and so let's start our non-spoiler section. Um, so the first thing that comes up to me here that has nothing to do with story, nothing to do with anything, uh, the movie's too long. It's two and a half hours. Did yeah. you feel the same way as me? Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely felt too long. Um, you definitely get that kind of in the middle section, even in the beginning, it drags on in certain scenes that you really don't want to drag on in a movie like just this. the prologue itself, just the prologue incredibly itself long, is so long, almost and, 30 minutes. Probably. Yeah. I think it was around 30 minutes. It was, yeah, way too long. I completely agree with that. And I think most people that I've seen online agree with that as well. Yes. I mean, it, it seems like it's a trend now to just have franchise movies, especially technically closers. This mm-hmm. is a closer in some ways. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's the trend to have a closer movie be over two hours. I don't know what's going on with that. We'll never know. Uh, and it's kind of a shame that it's uh, two and a half hours because I think uh, there's a two-hour movie that is really well-paced, really fun, but as it stands, it it's it's not all that fun. I found it to be kind of dull. Did, did you feel that way? Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing that really kind of hindered this movie was its action which you know you want to be fun in an indiana jones film i mean if you've seen all of them they got fun action set pieces even the one that is not so great it has fun parts spielberg in it. is still spielberg, directing the action scenes yeah he knows how to do it and this movie just it went on too long it went way too long with a lot of the action pieces until tier like towards the end of the film yeah i would say that the start of every action scene is a lot of fun and Mm. you know there are some good sequences in in our spoiler section we'll talk about the individual sequences uh but for now you know i just think like the first three minutes of every action scene i was into it i was Mm -hmm. like this is good and then it goes on for like 10 minutes i you know there's one uh there's a water sequence 
that um I I I couldn't stand it. I don't know. I I was like out of the movie by then and so when that happened I was just like all right this is happening and like I almost curled into myself. I was like I'm done with this movie. I, yeah. Luckily it it kind of got me a little bit later on but that sequence I I I did not like it. Yeah, that scene uh, stood out to me as well because they kind of framed it as something that would be a fun sequence with Indy, but it just ended up going on a little bit too long, and then you were like, okay, you can't see anything in the scene, which was another thing that really hurt it. It just looked, eh, yeah. Uh, movies muddled. are just so dark nowadays. Way it's kind dark. of odd. Yeah, and you know, I'm kind of baffled by some of the weird choices here because it's James Mangold directing it, and he is a very um. He's not just a very good director. He's almost a great director. Mm -hmm. And he makes many different movies. You know, he's able to sell the drama with movies like Girl Interrupted. But he also has, like, great action movies. You know, uh, I really like The Wolverine. Uh, Some people don't, but I think it's great. And Logan, everybody loves that movie. Logan's amazing. And his last movie, Ford v. Ferrari, is, like, perfect Mm -hmm. uh, dad movie fun. It's a a great time, you know. Uh, And so this movie, it it just wasn't quite a great time. And And I think... Whenever I watch uh, this movie, this Indiana Jones movie, or even like the Jurassic World movies, I'm constantly yeah. thinking to myself, what if Steven Spielberg directed this, you know? And that is a slippery slope because I'm I'm probably not going to really like it. Now, this is better than the Jurassic World movies, okay? I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, okay? Like, James Mangold is a better filmmaker than uh, Colin Trevorrow and J.A. Biona, uh, but the problems are still there. You know, there are many shots in the action scenes here or even just the dialogue scenes where I was like, okay, James Mangold making this, he decided to do three shots with this one line of action. Steven Spielberg, he would just do one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much more clarity in Steven Spielberg's style. And while I'm not saying that one style is better than the other, I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is one style fits Indiana Jones. Better than the other. Right, yeah. It's tough going from four Spielberg, Indiana Jones films into one James Mangold film because you you know what to expect. You know what you want out of an Indiana Jones film. And this, it didn't deliver to me. I still liked it, but it didn't deliver, especially on the action sequences because they went on so long and they didn't have the the pizzazz that Spielberg has filming those scenes. Right, which is interesting because there are moments in the movie where I was like, okay, James Mangold is doing his own thing, but then there were other moments where I was like, oh, well, he's clearly trying to do Steven Spielberg. Right. And I didn't really like a whole lot either one, you know, which to me is my problem, right? Like, I'll never be happy, I guess, you know? So that's on me. I'm not blaming James Mangold. I'm just saying, like... In, in the game of comparison, you know, which all franchise uh, movies open the way to, you know, all, all if you go by like you have movies before this movie, you're going to compare that movie to the before movies. Right. And sadly for Dial of Destiny, there are three movies that are completely excellent. And then one, you know, not so good one, no. which which that's another thing, you know, should Steven Spielberg have directed this movie? I think some people would say no just because of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right? Do, do you feel that way? Well, I, I still think he should have directed this, you know, because we'll get to the ratings of our uh, Indiana Jones later, but I'll say Kingdom of the Crystal Skull didn't deter me to Spielberg as much as it did other people. Like, some people really hate that movie. I There was enjoyable parts of that, and I think he had enough there that he could have formed a good vision for a conclusion for Indy. Now, I'm not saying that James Mangle didn't do a good job, but 
yeah, there is that longing to have Spielberg come back and finish it. Yeah, it's his, you know, it's him and George Lucas's property, right? Yeah. You know, we we like their fingerprints on there. And I think James Mingold, he did a good job as a director for hire, um, but his style isn't all that different from Spielberg, but you can clearly tell the difference. And so I'm just thinking, like, is this a new vision of Indiana Jones or is it just a less good vision? And for me, I kind of think it's in the latter. But uh, luckily, John Williams came back to do the score, and that is very Indiana Jonesy. I don't know how you feel about it. But yeah, s- but some people weren't appreciating it. Appreciating it? Are you? Are you in that? See, I liked it, but one thing that kind of stood out about it was that it was kind of oddly placed throughout the film because one scene in particular is in the beginning when Indy's running over the train. And you have the main theme come up. It was like, well, why is the main theme here? Why, like, it should and be in a, a CGI. Different... Yeah, right? well, and it's CGI, <laughs> it's like, and it looked terrible. It's like, but is this the representation of Indiana exactly, Jones? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I felt like that kind of repeated its way through the film. And you know, I'm not saying obviously John Williams is fantastic, and it, you just had to Are listen you being to mean me. to a no, nine year old no, man. No, 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 okay. no. He's a good person, and he's very talented. And the end credits sequence really made up for it when he uh what was it helena's theme was just excellent 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 i mean just amazing it's one of my favorite i've been listening to the score and uh you know based on a two and a half hour movie you'd think that there'd be more score but it's only like an hour and seven minutes of score Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of fascinating but you know some would account that for just uh john williams's age yeah you know he's old uh believe it or not and this is his last movie um, so we should give him a hand. We'll see if he gets an Oscar nomination. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. No, just, I don't. Just because I don't think that the Academy is necessarily nominating these types of scores anymore. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't worked with any of the other films of Star Wars or whatnot, which, I mean, he's obviously composed great music for that. But, yeah, I don't see him getting any nominations for this, personally. Yeah, I think uh, whenever he was nominated for The Fablemans, I... Uh, I think that was that was his hurrah at the Oscars. Right. He didn't win, and I, I don't... You know, John Williams, I, I don't think he really cares about the awards race no. anymore. He has the most Oscars out of anybody. He has the most nominations out of anybody. And uh, you know what? Let's just give a, a round of applause for John Williams. Mm-hmm. If I had a soundboard, I would do the fake applause, but we don't. So for now, um, thank you, John Williams. Yeah. Uh, but last thing before we get into the spoiler section... Uh, just for you people who don't know this element of the movie, it, a lot of people are asking the question of, does it get too ridiculous? And we'll answer that question thoroughly in the spoiler section. But for now, I will just say yes. Phil, what do you say? I say yes, but in a good way. I really like the craziness and it works for me. Obviously, it doesn't work for you just based by the uh, face you're making. Correct. It's not a good face. Okay. <laughs> but it was really fun and really dumb, but I loved it. Um, You know, it was dumb. Um, Fun? You know, well, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, once again, we're now getting into... We're, we're done with the non-spoiler. We're getting to the spoiler. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, you know... Go, go see the movie. It didn't do very well with its opening weekend. No. Uh, it would if it didn't cost so much damn money, but, you know. Yeah. Hey, if this movie cost $100 million, then a $60 million opening would be pretty good. But no, it costs... Come on, movies. Stop costing so much money. Uh, that's that's a conversation for another day, yeah. but, you know, I like to think about it. Okay, but let's get into spoilers. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about this movie is um, it's miserable, okay? And I was surprised by how sad it was. What... 
Were, were you I, sad? Yeah, I agree. It wasn't really uplifting at all. You <laughs> no. know, and it's and it's tough because you're seeing Harrison Ford, and I love Harrison Ford, but you're seeing him run around doing Indiana Jones things when he's in his 80s, and that alone is sad. You know? <laughs> okay. Wow. Because I, I wasn't thinking that. that but okay. I was thinking that. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so sad. I want to see him, you know, do these cool things and whatnot. And, you know, Crystal Skull still had those moments, but this, it felt like, which I think is problem with some of the action scenes there just wasn't enough to do because he's old because he's old you know, you know? I and that's I sad i didn't know that i had an ageist uh podcast partner uh-huh. but it, it appears that i Part do time um so if you if you feel strongly against phil's um ageist comments put that in the reviews you yeah. know yeah i don't you know i don't feel strongly about him i can always uh, like he does I can always, uh-huh. you know, it doesn't matter uh so that's weird that you went the age route because that is a big part of the movie i mean uh it takes place in 1969 and boy does it lean into this time period did, oh, yeah. did you like the environments here? i did like that yeah it worked especially in the um what was it? The parade scene. That was yes, great. The, the moon day yeah. parade was awesome. It was awesome. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie because it really achieved the look of everything. It was a great set piece. Yes, the confetti and everything. Yeah. It looked awesome. It looked amazing. And that was probably my favorite, let's just say, chase sequence throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, it was Indy on a horse, but in the streets. It was, it was fun. a lot of fun. It was so fun. And then through the subway. like there was totally every, fun. Everything worked in that scene. The other chase sequences didn't. Yeah, but, avoids the one train, goes into the yeah. front of the... That, that was Indiana Jones to me. Yeah. Um, what, what wasn't as Indiana Jones to me was how... Um, thematically concerned this movie is you know it takes place in 1969 and first first let me tell you what worked thematically about this movie Uh, i liked how this movie aimed at the space race you know it kind of reminded me of toy story right and that's a weird comparison but it's true so in toy story uh woody is jealous because buzz lightyear is more popular than him Mm -hmm. you know it's the idea that spacemen astronauts are replacing cowboys and that's kind of what this movie's saying it's saying indiana jones used to be the cool guy right it used to be cool to go on the adventures and to be the archaeologist but now it's cool to go into space and so it's almost like indy he's not what he used to be and, and you see that because one of my favorite scenes in the movie and i think not a whole lot of people are talking about this enough but it's whenever he's teaching that class and instead of the kids like getting the hots over him you know oh, with like yeah. the the glasses they're they're uninterested you know mm-hmm. they don't really care yeah. and and i thought that was cool that was very um showing uh for for indy to be in that situation uh so so in that way i liked that indiana jones was sad what i didn't like was that he's divorced from marion because uh mutt died yeah. in the war yeah uh, was that was that fun to you um no, but it was not fun was, to me. Uh, I I had unfortunately heard about that oh, before yeah. the movie, and I was just like, "Well, they're not bringing Shia LaBeouf back." For we this. knew that, but we knew that. Did they but do have to do this? It's like he died in the war. It's like okay, Andy. Like really, you got to be this depressing. You get married in the last movie, and then you're divorced in this movie, and right. the kid who was established in the last movie is dead. Okay, movie. I yeah, all right. Yeah, it wasn't the best part when he puts the magnet over her picture in the i hated that like, which yeah. i think i told you yeah i was like that was not very good well i told my parents before they went to go see the movie there's a fridge scene that really pissed <laughs> me off like yeah. uh, you know i wasn't like totally into it for like the for like the first scene but then as soon as that scene happened i was like or as that moment happened i was like all right i'm gonna have some problems with this right. movie let's see yeah. what it brings 
Um, so yeah, I did like the space race things. Uh, and I did think it was cool that this movie, well, it was cool. I don't think it necessarily paid it off or did it all that well, but it was cool that it was, um, very anti-war. You know, this movie has the biggest stakes out of any Indiana Jones movie because it is revealed that Mads Mikkelsen, his plan is to use the uh, titular dial of destiny to go back in time to, um, continue the, the Holocaust, by killing Hitler, a kind of kind of a odd uh, way to do that, but I guess he had a plan. You know, well, you know, I mean, he wanted to right the mistakes that Hitler um, made, so I thought that was it was kind of it was interesting. clever. It was clever. I thought it was interesting that they really put the CIA into this film, and you know, and he was one. I think of those, that's a uh, modern commentary. One of there. those uh, Operation Paperclip guys. I was like, whoa, this movie's. A lot more anti-American than uh, any of the Spielberg films. Well, it was, um, yeah, it's definitely a more modern take. He yeah. would not have that portrayal oh, being no. the 80s Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was very glaring to have uh, Boyd Holbrook play. Uh, he's like the main henchman to Mads Mikkelsen. And uh, he's got a very strong country accent because that's what Boyd Holbrook does in movies nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later in the movie, he puts on a literal Nazi uniform. Yeah. I, I think we understand what the movie's going for there. That was great. Yeah. It, um, it was, it was it hilarious. Was, that was a moment where I was like, okay, this movie might be having more fun than I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it took a while for it to get fun, like like you're it saying. It took like two hours. You know, it took two hours. <laughs> I mean, the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes of the film were my favorite part. Now, does it redeem the whole movie for me? Sort of, maybe not. You know, not it's me. just, it's, yeah, the action was the biggest downer for me. I know you say that, you know, it's it's a depressing film, but... It's not depressing. I'm just, it, it, I'm well, tired does, of these characters being miserable in these big blockbuster movies. I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. You know, and Indy's supposed to be an action hero, you know, character. He's not supposed to be, oh, I'm just thinking about how depressed life is, blah, blah, blah. Because especially, like, in the later part of the film, when he wants to do something fairly serious... Yes, which we'll get end, to. Which yeah. we'll get to. I was like, this is not indie. Yeah, it, it's kind of the first time where indie goes through like a huge character arc because the first three Indiana Jones movies are um, not thematically interested. They're not interested in telling you a message. They're interested in showing Indiana Jones punch Nazis and evil cult people. Right. You know, in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, kind of um, combated kind of the his lack of responsibility. Right. He leaves Marion. Um, and then he gets back with Marion. So there's an arc there, but this movie like really went pretty hard into his character. And I think that's kind of a modern thing Mm -hmm. to look at our heroes and be like, well, maybe they weren't, they weren't so good. And you know, I'm for that. I, I liked, uh, Luke Skywalker kind of being, you know, kind of being a grump in last Jedi. But I think the difference between that Luke Skywalker, that Luke Skywalker situation and this one is I feel like Luke Skywalker, um, had a little more reason to be the way he is in Last Jedi. Well, in this movie, I felt like Mutt's death was just so contrived. It was like, how can we get Indy to be a hermit? Right. Let's kill his son. And to me, that was just cynical. It was a weird jab at Shia LaBeouf. I just, I didn't like it. I yeah. did not like it. Yeah, even even knowing how, like what was going to happen to Shia LaBeouf's character in the film, I was still, when that came up, I was just like, Really? Like they just kind of, yeah, it's just thrown out there in a line. Yeah, he died in the war, and oh, uh, you know, and they make it so sad, and they have to do with the the kind of the main plot of uh, time travel, you right? Know? And they right. kind of go in there like, oh, well, he'd go back to save it. I'm glad they. There was a big fear 
when he first mentioned that Shia LaBeouf's character, Mutt, died, that he would go back and try to save him later, and that was a big fear I had for the rest of the film. Thankfully, that did not come true. Nothing against Mutt, but that would have been terrible if they had done that. Well, and I gotta say, I think that some of the some of the Shia LaBeouf shade is kind of unreasonable because mm-hmm. I think Shia LaBeouf is kind of um, paid his dues in some ways. He's in, he's been in some great movies and yeah. good for him. And also, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about Chris Skull later in somewhat detail, but he's not that bad in the movie. You know, I watched it no. the other day. He's no. not terribly annoying. No. I, I I don't get it to be honest. I mean, was he kind of like? shitty on sets and things yes he was especially as a younger actor but he he didn't do that bad of a job so to kill him i thought i thought it was just kind of weird and i get that it's the whole vietnam thing even though did he die in vietnam because that wouldn't have been that long ago like which war did he die in? i feel like the timeline's kind of weird that's a weird thing to get hung up on but that's the thing if you're not taken with the experience then you pick up on these little things that kind of like pull you down you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and lots of things happen with that movie. But uh, I was thinking, I, I talk about maybe my favorite sequence in the movie. Uh, the moment that I said, oh, wow, this is fun. And it, and it actually reminded me of another movie that I absolutely love. Uh, and it's the scene in the bazaar. So in the film, you have uh, Indy follows Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character back because she's going to sell the dial to a bunch of uh, grubby you know, criminals. Yeah, gangsters. You know? Yeah, yeah right? sort of. Uh, you know, and I thought that was a cool concept. And so whenever things go wrong at the scene, the dial is like being moved between characters, right? Mm-hmm. Starts with Phoebe Waller Bridge, slides across the floor to the Nazis, then it goes to Freddy the kid. Uh, and I was like, this this is fun to me. That's definitely my favorite scene in the movie, but it's only like two minutes, uh, right. which was a shame. Right, because it goes from the two minute kind of fun set piece, which uh, reminded me a lot of The Adventures of Tintin, which is one of the top 10 steven spielberg movies but you carry on (laughs) okay well thank you for that input but it goes from a two minute fun sequence into a horribly long chase sequence and that horribly long that was the problem because that chase sequence was just it got old quick had good things in it it had good things in it it started off well like you said earlier it started off well in the first you know couple minutes but then it went on for another 15 minutes it felt like i think it might have been it might have been and it was just like similar streets with similar cars riding down it It just kind of like it kind of just blends together in your brain that's the thing i don't think that there are a whole lot of memorable things going on uh especially that water sequence we already talked about it yeah but it's just so unmemorable and the fact that antonio banderas is just there uh why is he here i don't know i don't know i it was just like it took me a minute and i was like oh yeah that is him yeah what is he gonna do and then he just you know goes out yeah he just gets shot which was kind of interesting i mean i you know i i haven't thought a lot about it till now but there's lots of like point blake shooting in this movie yeah that was kind of like the disturbing part was near the beginning um when like they shoot the two teachers just like which I thought was kind of badass. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was really dark and I was like, oh, okay. And then why did they need to do that? It was weird tonally because while I was like, oh, the movie went there, I was also like, but did the movie need no, to it, go I there? No, I don't think it did. I don't think, I don't it, think did. it needed to. It was just like, whoa, okay. And then they just went into a fun chase sequence after. It's like, oh yeah, forget about the two teachers that just died. And I also think, you know, maybe it could have been more fun slightly if like Boyd Holbrook and that one, you know, big guy were like, give him more to do, especially because mm-hmm. Boyd Holbrook, uh, he was in Vengeance with the B.J. Novak movie. I, did you see that movie? I did not see that movie. I thought it was really good. And he's like really funny in it. And he's kind of like playing, uh, you know, a twist on characters that he normally plays. Uh, and this movie is just like mean country guy who's kind of stupid, but they could have done so much more. Like more I 
there, there's not enough identifiable things in this movie. You know, whenever Mad Mads Mickelson in the opening scene, uh, he's on the train and he gets freaking wiped out. Wiped. He's he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. I mean, like, there's you know, Indy's come back from a fridge nuke scene, whatnot. Which yeah, which is know, crazy. It's a disaster. But but. But Mads Mikkelsen getting hit in the face by, like, a water pipe. I chuckled. I chuckled because I was like, there's no way. And then he comes back years later. And he's and got, he's like, one He's got, like, scar? one scar. I'm like, okay. It's like sure. the movie could have used that and maybe even made a joke out of it, just the ridiculousness of him surviving that. Yeah. But maybe, like, even, like, have his whole face be, like, totally messed up. Sure. Then that would be memorable. That but would be interesting. there's just not a whole lot of memorable things in this movie. Well, and that's the other thing. To go back to uh, Antonio Banderas' scene, after he dies, they just escape the boat. And probably one of my least favorite scenes was when Indy just goes, my friend just died. And then they just forget about it a second later. You don't sit with that. Right. You just are like... Oh, my friend just died, and he's like mad about it. And then they, just, oh, let's and then go they back solve to the, the thing. Yeah, it's like what? It's like why would you even do that? Why yes. would you do that? You because know? also in that scene, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, we haven't really talked a whole lot about her, uh, but I guess the 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 point of her character in the movie is that you never really know her motivations a whole lot. It's almost like a uh, what's the guy's name from Crystal Skull? Uh, Max or Mac? Something like Mac. That. I think uh, Mac, yeah. not as confusing as him in Crystal Skull. No, but you know, it's still played around with the idea because. She's almost like a uh, a Belloc, right? She's yeah. into archaeology because she wants the money. Obviously, Indy's like put it in a museum. So there's like an interesting tension there. And so throughout the movie, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, uh, like in that water scene mm-hmm. uh, or in that boat scene, she tells Mads Mikkelsen, "Hey, give me a hundred grand, and uh, and you know I'll work for you." But then, literally two minutes later, she gets a piece of dynamite, and I guess she's good now. Like. I see. Yeah, that I didn't like. It's just so uneven. But then also, like, they try to play up the fact that she's kind of an anti-hero or maybe just a bad guy in general. And I wish they kind of would have stuck with that because when the emotional cue comes up towards the end and she kind of has her good moment to shine, it didn't feel earned at all to me. Correct. Like, I mean, I liked just... I liked the moment in theory, but you're right. It, it doesn't yeah. earn it. Yeah. Even though Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I don't know how you felt, but I thought she did pretty good. I thought she did good. Yeah, I think she's getting a lot of hate, and it's just un- undeserved, because she did pretty good in the movie. I actually, all the characters, all the actors did pretty good in the movie. I didn't have a problem with anybody, frankly. Yes, I actually think, uh, I, I think the new short round, Freddy, I think he was a lot of fun. I think it was Teddy? It was either Freddy or Teddy. Yeah, it's close enough. I, you know, either one. But he was yeah. he was very he was good funny. in the movie. Yeah. And I will say, uh, the movie was kind of light on cameos. I was expecting a lot more cameos. Not that I'm mad or anything. You know you know how I feel about cameos. Uh, but Sala was a lot of fun. John Reese davies really brought it. He was only in like two, two and a half scenes, but he was pretty fun. Yeah, that was all they needed. Because if they went a little bit further than that, then I would have been like, okay, yeah, I see what they're doing. But yeah, he was fun. He was inserted into the movie well. You know, he didn't overstay his welcome. So... It was it was pretty good with him. Yeah, I actually expected him to be more in the movie because he was going to have like a little cameo in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like in the wedding. He was going to be at the wedding. Oh, uh, yeah. But then he declined doing that because he was like, well, if I'm going to return to Sala, I'd like a, a bigger role, you know? Um, but then here in this movie, it's not really a bigger role. He's just kind of here now. And, and I was also shocked that, you know, as we've kind of alluded to, this is a much more modern Indiana Jones movie, and John Rhys-Davies is not Egyptian. 
Okay, he's he Sala is a whitewashed character. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm surprised they did bring him back. That's a good point. But not he, that I'm angry about it, you know. But yeah, it, it's be. just a fact in the movie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, he was he was good in it. He was fun. You know, he got to punch a homeless guy. So that's he that's did. Always, that was good. That's always fun. You know. So and he I punched pretty good. He did punch pretty good. So if that's what you're coming back for instead of a wedding scene, I support it. Yes. Should yeah. we get a Gimli solo film? No. No. Not at all. I think John Reese davis would be really down for it. He would be down for it, 100%. <laughs> but the way the Lord of the Rings are, uh, we don't want to, we don't even want to Maybe a solo. A solo sofa. A sol- hey, him and his grandkids, they're at, they're at the end of the movie. I don't know. I didn't have that much fun with the grandkids. Sala and the kids. No. Not a film. No. Sala and the kids and the Dial of Destiny 2. Part two. Part two. Part two. It's always a part two. They get the dial back. Oh. Actually, see, I don't even remember if like the dial is uh, destroyed. I don't even no, remember what happens to I it. I remember. Oh, what I remember. Happens? It's okay. on his desk. Oh, yes. I do remember this. And that's this. one of the weirder uh, points of the film is they kind of just like gloss over that because Indy always... Puts uh, it in a museum. Yeah, right? he, yeah. Well, no, he doesn't always because if you remember at the end of each film, he really doesn't get the artifact. That's true. Yeah, I never but, really thought about that. But that's in this true. one... It's just on his desk, and it's like, oh, you know, it's, there, it's yeah. just there, you know. Which we'll get into the dial and and Archimedes and whatnot and, and destiny. How, it's yeah, literally destiny, kind of weird. Just not Actually, that. you know, let's just let's just let's jump talk into about it. it now. Um, they they go back in time. It's okay, awful. they use the dial of destiny, and I thought they were gonna just go back in time to the 1940s, whatever. Uh, and I I'm not sure if that would be palatable, but it would be more palatable than what happened because what happened is they go back to Sicily and it's during literally the time of Archimedes. So in the movie, they reference Archimedes a lot. This is his dial of destiny. And Archimedes is a mostly famous as a Greek mathematician. And and they talk about him a lot because he has lots of uh, accomplishments. I knew him from school because I'm pretty sure he made pi, like the concept, you know, 3.14 or whatever the yeah, fuck, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, we, there's a six in listen, there. Listen, we have a podcast. We don't know that. Not mathematicians <laughs> okay. here. Yeah, we, you know, no. uh, the movie also references Archimedes' law, which... um. I don't remember a whole lot about, but uh, it's, it has to do with, like, water shit, buoyancy, which, of course, gets paid off in the weird little Tomb Raiders, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, but but I, I don't really know a, a lot about him, so I thought it was kind of weird to use him. D- did you like Archimedes as kind of the subject of this quest? Um, I, I can't say I loved it. I love the fact that we got to go back in time to his period of time. No. I loved it. He didn't. But I loved it. I did not love it. So why why did you like it? Just because it was zany? It was so crazy and stupid. I mean, when you saw Nazis shooting at Roman soldiers, that is just, that's all I need. That's all I need. It's so stupid, but fun. You know, this is interesting to me because I was talking about how the movie had a lack of fun. And you were like, it takes till the last 30 minutes to get fun. And I technically agree with you. Like the last 30 minutes, if you just showed me that, I'd say this is some like weird gonzo uh, you know, sci-fi action movie. Crazy, yeah. But then in in through the lens of the franchise and through the lens of this movie, I couldn't get into it and I sighed many times. I did not. I loved it. I mean, when you're when they're flying a German bomber into a battle that's currently going on between what is it, Greece and Rome. I mean, it's just I love it. And then they start shooting at each other and it's so wacky, it's zany, it's just fun. I loved it. I did not sigh. I don't hate the concept. Um, actually, weird um, comparison, but it kind of reminded me of Sucker Punch. Have you seen that movie, the Zack Snyder movie? No. Okay. No. Well, it's not a very good movie, but if you look at it as a 
anthology of action sequences. It's kind of cool, and it has all these modern characters like going into back different times to fight like goblins. Listen, it's a movie. Okay, I can't even. I didn't know goblins existed it's got, in the past. Well, no, it's not necessarily like they close. So there are these. Okay, let's talk about Sucker Punch for a second. <laughs> okay, so guys, if you don't know what Sucker Punch is, it's a 2011 Zack Snyder movie. It's got Oscar Isaac in it. Okay, uh, so these girls are in this mental asylum and they're unhappy and they're forced to dance. Okay, oh, okay. And instead of us seeing the dance scenes, because they're unhappy, they close their eyes and. So we're brought into their world, right? And instead of seeing them dance, we see what's like mentally going on inside them. And so it's like they're fighting robots or they're fighting zombie war people. They're fighting big ass samurais. You it's have just crazy. to watch it. Yeah, man. I'll have to watch it. It's crazy. Well, it sounds fun. And I that's why I like this. Okay. It's not because fun. Everyone, it sounds no, funny, but I, it's not. Okay. I love it. I love it because everybody I went with seemed to enjoy that part too. I mean, it's it's so... Because I was expecting a completely different ending going into this, just because of reading the previous leaks that had come out and just kind of hearing all the discourse around it. I was like, okay, they're going to go back in time. They're going to meet old or younger indie, blah, blah, blah. That would have been, like oh that. my gosh. That would have been terrible. But for them to go back and just be in the middle of this giant battle in whatever BC, I mean, it was great. It was so fun. And it, and it did have kind of the cool time travel philosophy of Destiny. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, we see Archimedes, his dead body in his tomb, and he's got a watch. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, oh, he traveled back in time to get a watch somewhere. You know, whatever. But then it ties back pretty neatly because it turns out that that's Mads Mikkelsen's watch. And they were always supposed to go back yeah, in time. You know, it's secular be. time travel. It's not kind of the parallel universe shit that we've seen nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I was okay with that. Um, what I didn't necessarily like about the payoff of the time travel was Indiana Jones... Um, after meeting Archimedes, he's so starstruck. You know, he's just a real big Archimedes fan. Yeah. Um, I don't give a fuck. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> uh, but Indy's really impressed. Okay. Yeah. So good for him. So he's like, Phoebe Waller Bridge or Wombat. He calls her Wombat. Wombat. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. Not name. crazy about if, that. If my goddaughter was like, call me Wombat, I'd be like, you ain't my goddaughter no more. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was him that was calling her if the, the okay. Wombat. So if it was your goddaughter, father calling you the wombat i'd be like you're not my godfather anymore yeah, yeah. yes and then so either way punch him in the face either way yeah some disowning is going on Something. okay so he calls her wombat and he's like sorry wombat but i think i'm just gonna stay behind and i thought that the movie was actually gonna do this did you think it was yeah. gonna happen oh 100 percent. i mean because it was putting a lot of time into that and i'm like okay is this where I'm supposed to get emotional about Indy dying? Is he staying in the past? What? What's yeah, going on? Been so weird. Because it, we kind of saw something recently, not quite equivalent, but that's kind of how Steve Rogers' character ended mm-hmm. in Endgame. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. this, but you know, the difference is that was out of romance, and this was out of Indy just being a sad sack. You know? Yeah. And and I felt like the movie was going to do this because the previous two hours were just sad, and so whenever Indy's like. I got nothing for me back home. I was like, is the movie seriously going to teach kids to just avoid your problems, to go back in time, forget that you got problems out there, you're just going to go back in time and you're going to be happy. But then luckily, Phoebe Waller-Bridge punches him in the face and uh, he does not stay there. I did like that. They come back. I liked it too. Yeah, it was so abrupt 
that because they were building it up, they're building it up. Oh, he's going to stay here. And Archimedes is like, sure, whatever, man. And then, you know, she just punches him in the face and he wakes up back in 1969. Yes. I, I thought that was good. And yeah. I got to say the last um, three minutes I was into. Um, yeah, I and, liked it. And you know what? I think that the message of don't avoid your problems, come back, maybe things will turn out okay. That's a good message. That's what I wish this movie leaned into. But instead, it was just, it was so sad. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. you know, before we talk about the rankings, I do just want to um, get into this. And that's just broadly speaking about time travel. This is my hot take of the day. Oh boy. Because I think a lot of people are comparing it to the aliens in Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Okay. Which we'll talk about. I think aliens are more believable than time travel. Oh, I disagree. Oh with that. my gosh! I see. I don't really care about the believability of it. I do. That's all I, I think. Care about. A lot. Yeah, a lot of people are comparing the two endings per se. You know, between aliens or Roman soldiers. I prefer Roman soldiers time travel than a friggin' alien. Okay, so here's the thing, Phil. I'm not sure if you know this. Mm-hmm. Aliens are real. Okay, I don't know. listen. The universe is so vast, man. There's got to be something out there. Something, some little, some little thing up there is brewing. Okay, I'm pretty sure aliens are real. You can tell me that they're not, and you know that's fine. You know, but I think they're real. Okay, I think that humans are just so freaking selfish that they're like, we're the only life form. Hell nah, people. Come on, there's aliens out there. Look in the sky. You've been watching too many CNN videos lately. What you know? Um, hey, I get my I get my news from all over. <laughs> uh, you know, mostly podcasts. You know? He sees the spheres in the sky and he's like, "Man, that's what I want." Listen, there's something up there. I know it, and I also think it's just more believable that there would be another life form because how are we supposed to be like we're the only life form? What? There's got to be something I mean, else out here, there. Okay, so I don't disagree that there is probably other life out this there. This is great film but criticism. as far as Indiana Jones <laughs> is concerned and uh, the ending of an alien or time travel Roman soldiers fighting Nazis, I prefer time travel Roman soldiers fighting Nazis. This is where you're wrong. This is where you're wrong. I completely disagree with you because the alien in the end of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is just like, okay... Yeah, there's a flying saucer. Uh, yeah, and it just looks bad. It doesn't look as it looks well, you, bad. You can think it looks bad, but it doesn't look as bad as you it looks okay. bad. I saw it the other night. I don't care it if you saw it the other night. Thing. You must have had your glasses off because it looks bad. Now, by that time in the movie, was I like falling asleep? <laughs> yes, ah, I yes, was. There okay, we go. but it didn't look that bad. Okay, uh, and I'd also like to say, uh, if you're all about time travel, there's better alien movies than time travel movies. Okay, with obviously Arrival <sighs> being. The apex, you know what I'm saying? Uh But we're talking about Indiana Jones here. And out of those two films, the ending in Dial of Destiny, I like it. Yeah, and uh, so with that, aliens aliens are real. No. Um, Time travel. Have you... You know, I don't even... I don't even need to get get into this with you. But I will. Okay. I refuse to believe that we would be able to split apart our particles... And then reappear in another form of time. That doesn't even make sense. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. It's fun. An alien is not fun when it looks like it did in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm just looking at it. I Actually, liked it. we're going to talk about that alien design. I'm okay with it. Uh, okay. No. 
Okay. I liked the uh, crystal skull better than the fully formed alien. That well, I did, too. The, the crystal end. skull looks rad. That was cool looking. It looks real cool. Uh, but the alien altogether at the end just it didn't look good. Kate Blanchett died because she looked at it. Don't think she got too much knowledge. Well, no. She just looked at it and was her eyes just blew up. Well, and her accent was so bad. Oh, her she accent just, was terrible, she too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She, just, she used it so much. She just self-imploded and listen i'm a Kate blanchett lover uh the fact that she didn't win for tar is a fucking disgrace okay michelle yo i love you you're great you know but Kate blanchett annihilated tar uh annihilated me okay okay um, don't read too deep into don't read too deep get it um don't read oh, no. too deep into that okay all right uh so on that note on the Kate blanchett an- annihilating me note, let's get to the ranking uh we're not going to start with five because I think it's pretty obvious that Dial of Destiny and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull are battling for the four to five spot, at least internally for me. For you, I think Same. I think it's pretty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're almost mixed on it. Mm-hmm. See, I yeah, I'm I'm still debating. Um, so we'll just start from number one. Obviously, the number one is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Phil, why is it number one? The best. I mean, it's iconic. It's got the best uh set pieces. I think of any of the films. I agree. It's got the best characterization. Disagree. Oh, no, no. See, I did. what do you think? Dial of Destiny is better? Hell no. Definitely uh, the next movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I Well, yeah, and the next movie's good, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is just my personal favorite. I mean, I have nostalgia for it. It's the only other one I've seen in theaters aside from Dial of Destiny, so that kind of holds oh, a higher sure. place yeah, in my that, heart. You know. But yeah, definitely Raiders of the Lost Ark for number one. Yeah, I think Raiders is the best pace of the movies, and while it doesn't quite have that emotional edge that I wish it did, I still come back to it the most, I think, just because it's like so in your face. It's memorable. Yeah, I mean, all like I said, all the set pieces are so much fun. Nothing is going on too long, like in the recent movie. Yes. You know, it's just, it's all fun. And plus the ending of it is just fucking crazy yeah and it's fun it's awesome i mean when i saw that as a kid i was just mortified (laughs) and like when i went to church the next day i was just expecting like the main altar at church to just open up and like oh wow faces melt like i I didn't think that oh yeah i was okay so you think that i'm crazy but you're over here believing that you know what i'm more of a religious person guys can be religious and aliens all you want phil phil believes that the ark of the covenant is going to destroy him at church but i can't believe in aliens uh yeah okay yeah. guys there's no uh, this is frankly depends uh, on what church i don't <laughs> so only some churches have the ark of the covenant that's gonna burst out and melt your fucking face sure, yeah <laughs> so, okay. yeah and aliens well the aliens are everywhere no they're not have you not seen they live okay uh, all right number two uh, Go number on two to number two please <laughs> number two is uh indiana jones and the last crusade phil why is it so it's good sean connery. Sean, sean connery. connery sean connery is amazing I think mine was better. No. No? Okay. Right, no. Right, right. But yeah, he's the best. I mean, he's the best part. I love him in the film. He's got so much to give uh, Indy, especially. I mean, they work so well together in the film. They do. And good set pieces, too. I mean, not as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it is still fun. Great ending, too, as well. You know, getting the Holy Grail. I, I also think it's cool because I think Indiana Jones, um, not quantity-wise, but is kind of similar to James Bond. He's almost the American mm-hmm. James Bond, right? The UK is all suave, while the American version, Indy, is like kind of gruff, a little more fun, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so Sean Connery, the first James Bond teaming up 
with Indiana Jones was kind of a cool choice. I'm not yeah. sure if they were thinking about that, but I think yeah. about it, and I think it's cool. I think Spielberg did want to direct a James Bond film. So I think I he's mean, wanted to direct everything, and yeah. I don't know why he hasn't, yeah, let's be but, real, because hey, he could do whatever he wanted. He could. He but, could. I mean, that, that film is uh, it's great. It's got more heartfelt moments um, totally. than any of the first three. Well, probably any... The first all five. of them yeah. yeah five tries to be more emotional than three but yeah. it doesn't work it, no it doesn't work yeah yeah and I, indy having to let go in the end of what he's truly wanting i mean that's that's so good yeah so good the that, third act is excellent that's the best indy has been as a character and like as well developed like, i agree i just yeah no other film has gotten to that point and you have me. the two characters enforce the better parts of one another because actually dial of destiny referenced it uh, you know, whenever uh, Harrison Ford's like, why why are you following your father's dial of destiny? He made you go crazy. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like, well, didn't you kind of do the same, same thing? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That is a good callback. It's a good callback. Because yeah. 3 did set it up. It, it right. was kind of interesting. Right. Uh, the action in 3 is not quite as good as Raiders. And I actually think that the number 3 might have better action than Last Crusade. It's just a little more creative action. Yeah, more creative. Yeah. Uh but yeah. still the action's very good here. The score is excellent. And while I don't necessarily love the femme fatale aspect of the one Nazi girl who's like going in the I, bat, I, slightly whatever. I kind of liked it. I mean, I think the good thing about the original 3 is that they have a different female lead completely in each one. Which is very James which Bondy. Is, which is great, yeah, because they all have a very different type of character. And hers, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably my least favorite of the original three, but that's not putting any, um, putting any like, disowning on it. She did a really good job yeah, as her character. She's okay. She's yeah. blonde. You she's know, blonde. She's, she's blonde German. Nazi. Yeah, you we know, like it. good for her. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, we love Temple. We're or not a crusade, you know. We love crusade. He loves to crusade <laughs> listen, and you know, Temple. Listen, I'm just talking about Indiana Jones for for 45 minutes. You know, your brain kind of melts. Yeah. Um. So let's go on it's to our traveling. number three, uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, I really like this movie. It's fun. Some people don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's. I mean, it is like you said. It's got the most creative action. Totally. And. You know, I know Spielberg has been on record as saying this was his uh, least favorite one to make, but... Fuck off, Spielberg. He made it great. I mean, it was awesome. That last bridge scene is like one of my favorite scenes in any Indiana Jones film. Yeah, it, it, it's a shame that... Because I get that, you know, he didn't love making this movie and parents were like really pissed at him for making this movie because it, you know, this movie essentially made the PG-13 rating. Yeah. Uh, parents took their kids to this movie. They said, well, it's not our... But it ain't PG I mean, either. I, it's understandable if you're I get taking your kid to this movie and then but somebody's heart him, gets ripped out. Yeah, they bullied him. I know they bullied him, but you know, I mean. And, and Spielberg has never been as fun violent as Temple of Doom. Because Temple of Doom is fun violence, let me tell you. Temple of Doom goes pretty crazy on the violence. I mean, yeah. Love like, the heart. It's uh, the heart, the like people lighting on fire, people hanging from ceiling fans. The, it's pretty crazy. The slave children, the come slave on. The slave children, that's, you know. Come on, who doesn't love some slave children? Uh, okay, well. He I'm not talking about He does the use an world. iPhone. He does use an iPhone, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, that is it is a super fun movie, and it really leans into him being that old serial action star. Yes, more than the other two films because 
you know, Spielberg felt strongly about the anti-Nazi indie fighting them in the first two. But then this one is just like, eh, screw it. He'll fight a, you know, a weird Indian cult. death cult. Yeah, I mean, that's that awesome. are cannibals and, you know, there's a jewel. Drinking blood. It's like a, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Which this was kind of weird because I think it is, uh, you know, the jewel. What do they call it? The jewel of the jungle or some shit like yeah, that. Some, it's some know. little rock. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's based in some sort of mythology. I'm not really mm. sure. But... It's so different because we don't know shit about it, you know, while like the others are biblical, alien, you know, mathematical. Well, this was just on its own. And I think in some ways that like detaches this one from the rest, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, but I'm okay with that. I don't want to be like constantly reminded of other movies while I watch a movie. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And this movie just like the velocity of some scenes, the the camera movements are freaking crazy in this movie. The like the trolley car race. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would the rails be like that? But it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It It looks great. And I think the, obviously the one big problem that I hear a lot of people have with this movie is Willie Scott. I didn't think she was that bad. Uh, I disagree. Uh, she's, I don't think she's very good. She's. I mean, look, she's... Uh, I don't know. She. It's between her and uh, the German from Last Crusade for my least favorite. Least favorite yeah. But I think she has her redeeming moments. I mean, there's there's a lot of comedy that she brings to it when like they're going in between rooms. Oh, that's a lot of fun. That's a good one. The, yeah. I mean, that's fun. So she does bring some levity to these situations. The bug scene is pretty funny. You know, but... Yeah, I mean she's she doesn't bring the movie down for me. I don't I don't know about you. Uh she doesn't like bring the movie down entirely, but in terms of just like is it as good as it could be? No, I think that she does bring it down a little okay. bit. Uh but you know that's okay. Temple of Doom, I think it's a lot of fun. I think the score is very good. The Slave Children's Crusade, that track by John Williams, just like ridiculously good it's great i'd be turning that stuff on i jam out to those slave children beating up their slave yeah. masters every day you know yeah i love sure. that if to all the slave children out there yeah if you're listening you, you know if you if you have the means to listen <laughs> yeah. to this you you need to fight your slave masters. stop making those shoes watch indiana jones and fight against your slave masters you know phil i couldn't have said it better Damn right. okay <laughs> see we're doing good work here we're doing good yeah. work we're making a it's not difference. like we're wearing those shoes currently i'm not i have no shoes on oh well do you want to see that's one of us <laughs> i do not people it's very bad yeah, but the carpet feels good on my toes it's okay there you go um yeah so that's my reasoning all right so my number four and uh phil's number four because we have the same list yes um I don't think you know our thoughts on this film, but it's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. Phil, uh, give us give us one recap sentence. What do we think? Um, Romans versus Nazis is fun. Thank you. Okay, that's it. I I feel like that we could the, be a little more encompassing that made, on that. That, that made the movie for me. <laughs> like the rest of it, like you said, like we've talked about, it, it just to me is just a little bit of a slog. Even though there's like long action scenes where you should be happy. And should be having fun. It just was like, eh, it's okay. You but know. it's good. It's fun. It's, good. it's serviceable. It's fun to a point at the end with Romans and Nazis. And that made it for me. I don't know about you. But I, it made you know, it for me. if you like sucker punch shit, good on you. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, at first I thought, okay, maybe I can be okay with this, but I just couldn't. I uh. The Romans and that one guy who was like killing them and then. You know, like the one Roman who's like killing people, and then he's like, "I'm gonna go after Indiana Jones," and then he just gets shot by like. Our yeah, guy, that was know? that was, I was a like, what, what, was like, "What are we?" Doing I almost here? thought he are they gonna kill? fight? Yeah, I almost thought he would kill Indy, but then yeah, Indy was just sitting there, and he's like, "My leg hurts," and I was like, "Because okay. he's just some no name that the movie like spends time on." I was like, yeah, "Why are we doing this?" And I don't know, a little the, confusing, and that's the thesis for me. Um, 
sometimes I'm just like, why are we spending time on this? Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And that's a shame. But Dial of Destiny, it's serviceable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family really liked it. Um, some people, you know, because a lot of my, I think I like it the least out of anybody I know, I got to say, mm-hmm. um, which is a shame. I wish I was like, I wish I was excited about this movie, but I'm just, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not excited about it, but uh, I'll say it's better than the number five spot. Slight, slightly. And now I, for our number five spot is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Which is one of the better names. Which is one of the better names. And I don't hate this movie. I think a lot of people just trash this movie completely. There are enjoyable parts of this movie that make it above hating it with a passion, which a lot of people do. Well, I think... Anybody who rewatches it after it's released in 2008 doesn't hate it. Yeah. But, th- but there were many people who watched it in 2008 in theaters and were like, wow, this is garbage. They they equated it to like the Star Wars prequels, and it is not that bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd have to think about that more. Oh, my sure. God. Yeah. Well, you like the prequels more than I do than like me. the prequels. See, yeah. the prequels to me, guys um, and gals, the prequels are, um, uh, you know, they make me unhappy. Of the sequels um, made me unhappy. The sequels were dog shit. We'll talk about that one. That's another day. That's another. <laughs> you know, Lucasfilm has something else. Uh, you know, Lucasfilm make another Willow movie, not the TV show. Don't even talk about the TV show. Make another Willow movie. Bring Val Kilmer back. I know that. I know that he doesn't want to, but let's do it. Yeah, Willow too. Okay, come on. Sure, but yeah. this movie, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I enjoyed up to a point. Then the jungle came up. And I didn't like that. Oh, really? That's your click? Yeah, I did not like that. Like, literally, as soon as they enter the jungle. Uh, or the jungle chase. It's pretty close to the jungle. I Yeah, I'd say probably closer to the jungle chase, where I was just like, Because I'm oh, kind of into the jungle chase. I'm not. Especially the like the big-ass ant scene. Uh, yeah. That this, was fun. Okay, the ants were fun. Yeah, I'd say, like, the two most memorable scenes were the ant scene, which I think a lot of people kind of... I think even people who don't like that movie like that scene. I like the Nuketown scene. I know it's it's so dumb, but it's fun. It's so fun. I mean, look, getting in a refrigerator and surviving a nuke, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. But it has some like cool comedy. You know, he like walks up to the family. He's like, guys, what are you doing here? And then they're the Nuketown family. Yeah, yeah. And then like also the Russians who followed him there like have to like bolt. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the gophers. I don't Well, nobody likes the gophers. Why are the gophers there? Why the hell? Three times? Yeah, Three why times? is the opening shot gophers? CGI yeah, gophers. Yeah, yeah, you so notice, weird. Notice they didn't do that in Dial of Destiny. They oh, they did, didn't do the mountain thing. The mountain fake. thing, yeah, yeah. Which I was kind of like, oh, wow. I didn't think about that. You didn't yeah, that's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, they didn't do that. Well, Even though they had the pa- they did have the Paramount logo. See, I did think about that. I was like, who But they didn't, who but they put this? Lucasfilm uh, first. So oh, interesting. Because, because they're the Well, they made the movie. Yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, too many gophers. But yeah, the beginning of the movie, I think, is the best part because you have the college chase, which is pretty fun. It is fun. I love the 50s. Yes. Like the greasers versus the jocks. That was cool. The diner scene was great. Yeah. Um, When they're in the big, uh, is it Area 51? That is. Yes. Yeah. We talked about that. That's fun. That's so much fun. And then, yeah, you get the little like uh, uh, Ark of the Covenant callback. But, you know, look, it yeah, works. Yeah, you get the little score. I get it. I it get works. it. You it know? works. See, that, like that, it. that kind of Easter egg doesn't bother me because it doesn't mess with the pacing. You know right, what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like in one shot, and then you kind of get the music cue, but it keeps going. And you you know? do, yeah. And, and it's a things. pretty fast movie. I mean, the, the moment for me that kind of stops is, so early in the movie, it's established that Cate Blanchett is interested in psychic science, right? Yeah, I think that's like that. it. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, is is the movie joking? Uh, but then it it brings up the parallel between how 
Like she looks into Indy's eyes and is trying to like get shit, but then the aliens do the same thing. And so you have the scene where they're trying to get information from Indy. And so they like set him in front of the alien skull and then something happens. And I watched the movie two days ago, but I couldn't tell you what happens because I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't even remember. I think he just kind of stares yeah. at it and like shakes and a he's little like, bit. Mm-hmm. And, and Harrison Ford is terrible in that scene. Yeah, he was just uh, he's like, whatever. Like, yeah, he's just like, he doesn't care. But um, yeah, I'd say my least favorite scene is probably what everybody else will reference. <laughs> it's just it's Shia LaBeouf swinging on it looks terrible it looks horrible and just like so weird like he catches up so i'm i'm not one of these people who's like logic above everything else but as i said earlier if you're not totally into into the experience of watching a film then you focus on the things that you don't like and the monkeys are almost number one god awful i mean they're just terrible and then yeah he catches up with the caravan of like, like so Russian quickly. trucks so quickly because he's, he's got that momentum boy. He's Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I uh, yeah, that's the worst scene of the well, yeah, I think that's the worst scene of the movie. It, There's it, a the bunch CGI of, is just so bad that you can't ignore right. it. Right. You know? Yeah, the ants look good. The ants do look the good. The ants look good. But and just then, like whenever the guy's like in the ant hill yeah. and he's and his body's and like he's just mangled. Dying it's, and fun. it's gross. It's, great. And it's awesome. But yeah, then you get to the end and I didn't love the end. The Mayan stuff. And, I didn't love it either. And the the alien looking as bad as it did because it looks bad. Wait, so do you think the CGI is bad or do you not like the design? I don't like either. I know okay. that I know the design is supposed to It's in, like the like, classic. Yeah, it's supposed alien. to be that classic, the you know, 50s esque alien. Uh, it just didn't look good, and then when the freaking flying saucer like uh, flew out of the Aztec, and it takes temple, a really long time. To it takes fly us out. so it's just like we're watching long. this. We're watching I mean, this thing spin around for like yeah. one freaking minute until it flies away. You're just like, what is? Why? What are we doing yeah, here? Why are we doing this? And it makes you think more about the stupidity of it, right? Even though, guys, as we've already established, aliens are real. Okay, carry on, Phil. No, no. Um, okay. But <laughs> I think the one maybe redeeming part of the end of the film is the wedding scene because that it's fun. It's fun. It's pretty good. I, you know, Shia tries to take the hat away from Indy in the end, and he just and then he takes it. He takes Very it from good. Him. It's fun. It's good. Yes. I think that's one of the the better endings of the films, aside from Last Crusade, obviously, which yeah. is the best quality wise. I wouldn't say end the franchise with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, but as a, as far as a final shot goes, I think that Indy just getting married to Marion was yeah. a great ending. And yeah. yeah, Dial of Destiny. It. Do you think we'll see another Indiana Jones no. movie? Okay, I, I hope he not. takes the hat at the end. I hope not. So they could. Like as much as I enjoyed the ending part of Dial of Destiny. Uh, I don't want to see another one. And I, I know they, they talk about this being a female-led franchise in the future with maybe Phoebe Wellerbridge taking the helm. I just don't see it. Yeah, while she was good, she, she wasn't... Was, she wasn't an yeah. Indiana Jones, you know? I don't... I just don't want to see any more. I don't want to see any more, I'm done. But Lucasfilm... Lucasfilm what knows else are how to do? everything. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. They might do a TV show. I probably won't watch that either, but who knows? Yeah, that would be terrible. I mean, young Indiana Jones, which I guess was like more of a TV miniseries, occasionally an episode, but you know, nobody nobody remembers that show. So why would they do an Indiana Jones exactly. show? Exactly, guys. Not everything needs to be a freaking TV show. Mm-hmm. Not you know, Star Wars should stop. Marvel should stop with the TV shows. I know that some people disagree with me. Make some more movies. Movies are cool. Yeah. Um. So that's the note we're gonna end on today. Movies are cool. Tell us your thoughts about Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. Uh, did you like it? I think you probably did statistically. You probably liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a serviceable movie that I don't think I'll watch again. Phil, close us out. Just uh, leave a note 
in the comments and the reviews, what's real? Aliens or Roman social soldiers? Let us know. It's okay, Phil. He hates It's not about Roman history. soldiers. It's about time travel. I I'm not I'm not denying that Roman mm-hmm. soldiers were a thing. I'm saying that the time travel back to the Roman soldiers, not a thing. But he likes shitty blue looking aliens. That's he just likes that for some reason. I I mean aliens are probably mm-hmm. real guys. No. I will bet you my life savings. I'll bet you the dial of destiny that they're not. Before I die, there's going to be an alien. Ugh. This is going to be a historical document between somebody who was right and somebody who was wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That that means, guys, you got to save this podcast. You got to download it. You got to put it in all your hard drives because this recording is going to be worth a lot of money. Sure. And then you're going to guess what? Guess what you're going to do with this recording? You're going to put it in a museum. Good night, everybody. Goodbye.